I, I would say the Hulk, but he's got anger issues, and I don't want to be angry and destroy people. So, yeah, the only way, yeah, the only way you get to be you as the Hulk is you're just mad at somebody. Yeah, and that just seems like a very not a fun <laughs> lifestyle. We're here today with Danny Goki of DannyGoki.com on Behind the Tunes. Danny, thanks so much for being here today, man. Hey, thank you for having me. Now, listen, I was reading up. Now, you're originally from Milwaukee. Is that accurate? All Born right. and raised. Born and raised. Yep. Born and raised in Milwaukee. Now, so I was reading up. I was like, what, what do I need to know about Milwaukee? And here's the thing that I stumbled across. I need to know if you've seen it. The statue of the Fonz from Happy Days. Are you aware of that? <laughs> yeah, and I and I wonder how how irrelevant it's becoming because the generations past don't remember it, right? They, they so when I was Fonz. growing up, and I grew up in the, I mean, I was born in the eighties, so like they still were running reruns even up to through beginning of the nineties, but the reruns have stopped, and you know, unless maybe you have like the channel TV land, you're just not going to see it. So like I'm, people might forget what it is. And what are we going to do then? You're going to have a, you're going to have a statue of the Fonz just hanging out in Milwaukee. Nobody's going to know what's going on, man. We got the bronze Fonz. And it's just sitting there. <laughs> I was stunned when I saw that. And so I'll, I'll, one more thing I didn't know about Milwaukee. Do you know the answering machine, speaking of irrelevant answering machines were, uh, were invented in Milwaukee. And so, listen, they're... Wow. I had no idea about that. They're coming in hot for us, man. They're coming in hot for us. And so, again, we were Danny Goki, dannygoki.com. Danny, how... Uh, what got you into music to begin with? I My parents would were singers. They would sing in weddings for friends and things like that. They did a lot of that. Dad led worship in church. Mom sang with him. So they kind of just forced us. And I mean that. In the literal sense, force us to sing. Because as a kid, you don't want to sing. I try to get my kids to sing. They don't want to do it. So I think push them. But that's what really got me moving was mom and dad and then going to churches that had music, you know, choirs and youth choirs and doing solos in church. It, it all culminated to me just developing a passion to sing and then developing the gift. Was there a point in that? Because I, I grew up in a very similar story in that my dad was a pastor and he was just like, hey, it's... Um... We need somebody to sing today, so you're up. And so I, I can identify with this very, very clearly. I'm like, uh, okay, here we go. But, you know, was there a point, all right, you're, you don't want to do it, but you're being made to do it. And obviously a, a love for music somewhere along the way develops. Was there a point in there where you're like, you know what, this is what I would like to do for the rest of my life? Yeah, I think it was probably around, in my teenage years, around 18, 19 but i was like hey i kind of like this because i and of course i sang a little bit here and there before then but it must have been well maybe it was 18 or 19 was when i said this is what i want to do maybe even 20 might have even been 20 when i said this is what I'm gonna do. because at the time i didn't really have a vision for my life so thank god god put people in my life through the church of youth pastors and mentors who pushed me to sing because yeah. that's go ahead because that's like as a kid, parents got to be able to see the passions or the gifts in people and push them. Because as a kid, you kind of just want to exist. You want to play with your friends. 
you want to have a girlfriend and you're especially when you're 18 19 i was so concerned about my girlfriend who eventually became my wife but you know like that was important to me but you can't sustain a life off of just games friends and girlfriends right <laughs> that's what i've been told that's what i've been told <laughs> you know you just can't get by on that well let me ask you this and you know i always i always go into this question because what I hear time and time again is what you just said is there were people, there were people that kept speaking into my life and they're the ones that kept encouraging me. Is there someone that comes to mind that you look back to and you say, you know, this person spoke into my life at this time and, and I really carried that with me. Yeah. So there's a couple, couple of um, marks along the way. First was my father who I remember the first time he complimented me, but he didn't compliment me. He looked at my mom and said, wow, you've got a good voice. And I didn't know that. And that, that just really meant a lot to me. And I remember just sitting back and I didn't know I had a good voice. Um, and then after that was a youth pastor. He was the one that would really push me. That youth pastor was probably the most instrumental in developing my gift around 13 to 19. And then at 20, I started going to a new church and that pastor immediately saw the gift and put me on the worship team. And then one day, kind of like your dad, he said, you're going to lead today. And I told him I didn't want to. I really did. I said, I don't want to lead. He said, no, you were made for this. You need to do it. And then from that part, I think I was 21, I started leading worship and everything changed. It is it is so funny to me because this I, I tell this same story each time as I, as I talk to just different Christian artists who have seen their journeys along the way. And uh, I get to tell their stories and hear their stories here. And the number of stories for you guys that are out making music this day that started with, hey, um, you're going to lead today. And they were like, I don't want to lead today. They're like, no, 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 you're going to lead today. It's really astonishing. And it's, in a, it's always yeah. intriguing for me to hear that uh, from each of you. Again, we're here with Danny Goki, dannygoki.com. Danny, do you remember the first album you bought with your own money? Tim McGraw. Say it again? It was Tim McGraw. <laughs> it was Tim McGraw. It was the little single that came out because he used to sell singles mm -hmm. at the time. Going back now. Oh, a CD yep. with a single. Had a couple different versions of it, but it was Don't Take the Girl. Don't Take Listen. Don't Take the Girl was the international roller skating song of the world. And people don't remember that, man. When that song came on at the roller skating rink, that was your shot. That's your shot. Grab the girl and let's go. So, you know, I know you, you, you've done some country music, even yourself, in earlier in your career. Was country a big influence for you growing up? Yeah. I think at 14, my dad, I think maybe I was 13 when I bought the single, Don't Take the Girl. Maybe around that time, 14, dad brought home a wine on a Jed CD. Okay. Um, man, that CD was so good. And, and then from there, I, mean, I Black Hawk, Brooks and Dunn. Um, I mean, I could just name them. They were just so, I loved their music. So is country kind of the biggest influence for you growing up, you think? No, it's not the no. biggest. I think I'm pretty shaped and well-rounded about okay. all. Gospel music would be my, you know, Christian gospel music would be my biggest influence. <clears throat> all right. In that vein, I'm going to ask you a very unfair question. If you could open up for anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? And think of it in terms of like you get to hang out with them for the day. Yeah, because I was thinking of me opening up for like Michael Jackson, it just wouldn't fit. <laughs> so, but to, to hang out, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know if he'd necessarily. I'd want to maybe open up so I can see a show, right? Yep. That would probably be the thing I'd want to see. 
I don't know if I'd, me and him would get along. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know if we have anything in common, you know, yeah. him and I. But um, I just, I find him fascinating. I think Bruno Mars, I'd want to see him live. These are all the people that I'd want to see live. And that's, <laughs> right? and see, that's, that's why we asked the questions. I want to see who would you, who would you want to hang out with? Well, Danny, what's your songwriting process like? Uh, for me, I start with the idea. Mm-hmm. It, everything starts as a thought, not a melody, but just a title. Mm-hmm. And so from that title, then I begin to I walk into a room with, uh, you know, usually a producer and a writer, and we start unpacking that thought and building it. Is it, is it ever difficult for you in those moments to maybe tap into um, kind of the real honest side of things because you're having to just unpack it right there in front of other human beings? It's pretty, it's, I'm a pretty open book, so it's not too bad. I, I can get pretty honest and pretty real. So that's not an issue for me, at least. I got you. I got you. Again, we're here with Danny Goki. Danny Goki. Dot com here on Behind the Tunes. Well, Danny, there are a few things like live music. Uh, one of the greatest gifts we have is to get to perform live and get to interact with those that uh, are there taking part of our music. But there's some goofy things that happen along the way, too. Do you have a most embarrassing onstage moment that sticks out to you? Oops. Oh. <laughs> Oops, sorry. No, that's <laughs> fine. I dropped my phone. Uh, most embarrassing onstage moment, I think, the most common one is zipper down and don't know it. That's, you know, I don't want nobody seeing my tidy whities if I'm <laughs> up there. <laughs> do, you um, ever, do you ever get the people like pointing of like, hey, and you just think they're really like into it, but they're really just telling you, hey, something's not right? Yeah, I've had that. <laughs> At first, I don't know what they're talking about. Then I'm like, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> well, at least, at least they're being, at least they're telling you, you know, it's not like, well, hey, yeah. You guys were right there all night. Nobody told me this was going on. Exactly. It's a little bit humiliating, but I'm glad they're doing it. <laughs> was there anything else that sticks out to you or just that the main one? I know I fell on stage one time because I ran into a riser. Uh, back, I was backing up, like walking backwards. And yeah. I just, a good thing, like I, I hit it and then I just fell back and sat down. So it wasn't too bad of a fall. <laughs> That's another one. That's too funny, man. Well, listen. We don't want to keep you too long today. And so we want to uh, get you to what you got to do. And so I love to end with a little rapid fire. You got your game face on? Yes. Now, I might warn you, I'm not very good at this. That's so. all right. That's <laughs> a, I found that's even better than being good at it. It's maybe not being very good at it. All right. Yeah, Here with Danny Goki behind, behind the tunes, rapid fire. Danny, what's your favorite junk food? It's got to be <clears throat> pizza. Pizza. Pizza is just... Yeah. Is, is there a particular kind of pizza like this is this is my favorite? I like sausage and cheese, and then also I'd say funyuns. Funyuns are probably funyuns. Uh, <laughs> the worst of the junk food, yeah. There you go. Hey, is there is there a pizza place you found that we got to try sometime? You say you got to go here. You know, I never remember the names, but there's a few places. I can't think of the names, but yeah, there's been some places I'm sure that's been like, wow. I wish this was in Nashville. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Sticking with food for a second. Butter pecan. It's kind oh. of my fave. Can you name one of the seven dwarfs? Dopey. Dopey. If you had to change your first name, what would it be? 
Slaviano. <laughs> I love it. What color is your toothbrush? It's white. In the movie about your life, the Danny Goki story, what actor would Robert play Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is people either, they thought about <laughs> this, they're like, this is the person, and they can't wait to answer it, or they just say some ridiculous name that no one's ever heard of. So you thought about that. Yeah. I respect that. We'll write a letter. I just we'll need to... I need a younger Robert Downey Jr. because he's older than me. <laughs> All right, sticking in that same vein, if you could be any Marvel character, who would it be? Iron Man, dude. Talk about the best. Iron Man is pretty awesome. I, yeah. I would say the Hulk, but he's got anger issues, and I don't want to be angry and destroy <laughs> people. So, yeah, the only way, yeah, the only way you get to be you is the Hulk. Is you're just mad at somebody. Yeah, and that just seems like a very not a fun <laughs> lifestyle. Do you have a favorite board game? Huh. <clears throat> Classic would be Monopoly. Monopoly. You have a time machine for one day. Where and when do you go? That's a hard one because I'd go back to the birthing of the United States because mm. I just love American history. American history, and I wish I could just see that whole the next from the from the birth of the United States, maybe not even the birth before when the settlers came or when the when was it the British, the English came and started settling over thirteen colonies because I know that was like in the sixteen hundreds, I believe, or fifteen hundreds. Man, or even with man, that's a good question. Like from when Christopher Columbus discovered, and then I'd watch it all the way up to like. The Great Depression. If I could just mm. watch that. Mm. You always been a big history person. Love history. Me too. Me too. What's your favorite cartoon growing up? <laughs> I'm going to rephrase that. Favorite cartoon as a grown up. There Spongebob. you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and my son will get along really well. I'll tell you that right now. I'm Which... a classic Bugs Bunny guy. You know I am I mean? too. Like, Looney Tunes was great. Yeah, I am Looney too. Tunes uh, great. When my when my kids are getting dressed in the mornings for school, I turn on Looney Tunes. It's always on. Or Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry and Looney Tunes. One of those is always on. So we cut them on. It's <laughs> great. Would twelve year old Danny Goki think you're cool today? <clears throat> I think <clears throat> I think he would. Um but Yeah, I think he would because twelve-year-old Danny Goki was very shy, very to himself. Um, yeah, very, very timid. Yep, I'm in the same boat. Same boat. And last but not least, wrapping up here with Danny Goki, something you hate that everyone else loves: raw tomatoes. I don't know why people love raw tomatoes. <laughs> I can eat them any other way, but not raw. Really? So you like them in other uh, things. It's just the raw. Yep. Just the raw. That. I can respect that. He's Danny Goki of DannyGoki.com. Danny, I know you got a lot you got to do out on tour right now. Thank you so much for, for carving out some time for us. And uh, we look forward to catching you down the road. Awesome. Thank you for taking time with me today. I really enjoyed the interview. It was fun. Thank you. Uh, I like fun interviews. So there you go. You. There you go. Cool. <laughs> You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black. 
You can reach the show at BehindTheTunes at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next time as we go Behind the Tunes.